Like I, I just talked to a student today um, that is in his social, he's in a, a master's for social work. Okay. And I sent him this, this uh, Instagram thing on and on Instagram today. And I, it just said, you know, I, I'm proud of you. I love you. Keep pushing. I'm, I'm your village. He said, you know, that, that is what I needed today. Thank <laughs> you so much, you know, and those are some of the things that, um, that I, that just feeds me. Like it's the connect, get connected. y'all good evening welcome back to another episode this week of the connect podcast you got me hosting this week on solo duties as my co-host could not join us this week but we out here grinding and we know that the ball still keeps rolling and we got to make it do what it do um definitely looking forward to this week's episode man we tapping in again to those campus resources and again just all those other resources that you may not even know that you need but definitely are available to you. Um, please make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to us on everything on your socials, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, you can find us at the connect T H E C O N E C O N N E Q T P O D on Instagram and Twitter, as well as follow us on YouTube at the connect podcast, subscribe to us. So anytime that we upload videos, you'll be getting notified saying what we have, our full content, all that good stuff is available. And you'll see the full episode in itself, as well as subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms, on Apple Music, on uh, Spotify, on Anchor, on Stitcher, on all those. So check us out, um, as well as you know, follow in with our link tree, which is on our social media pages, and get into it with us, man. Follow us, connect with us, all those great things. Um, this week's episode, man, have an amazing young lady, uh, who I've had the pleasure of just meeting recently, actually, and, you know, just being able to reach out and connect and using the power of social media, right, um, in terms of just being able to see, like, oh, you got something that's dope that's going on that could be beneficial for students and just helping to expand that range, um, as well as the, the net of who, you know, gets hit with that information. Um, we have the lovely, lovely, lovely Miss Leticia Yarbrough joining us today ladies and gentlemen so yeah so a little bit of ba background about her um she's in the field of education higher ed specifically we found out that we have a lot of similar people circles places in common so shout out to all y'all folks that know both of us um definitely even from areas that you know grew up in and all that good stuff it's just like just crazy how it all works playing in, in each other's backyards pretty much for uh, uh, quite a few years or whatnot, which is pretty cool. And she also shows you just how small the world is. Um, definitely want to give her a chance to talk about what she's doing, um, how she's reaching out, you know, using her uh, platform from a business that she started or a company that she started. I don't want to say business, but it's more so like a great uh, tool, right? A resource that she's created with um, that's doing some wonderful work. She has a lovely team that also is just really, really impactful and they get the job done. They just finished up like a huge event recently and I let her, of course, give a, give more insight um, into that. And as well as I told her next year, make sure she taps us because we, we, we down to make some things happen or whatever. Um, but for sure, and without further ado, please welcome our guest this week. Please give the people a little bit of uh, insight into who you are, what you do, all those great things. Well, thank you, thank you um, for that lovely introduction. I couldn't have done it my, myself. So my name is Leticia Yarbrough. I'm originally from Southern California, so I'm a Cali girl. Um, I, I am in higher education, so I did my undergrad in California at Cal State San Bernardino. I did my master's at Mississippi State, and I'm currently in my doctoral program at Auburn University. Um, I work as an administrator in higher education. I also teach um, a Black critical race class and a multiracial identity class. Um, but most of the things that we'll be talking about today is when I started my nonprofit, which is iRise Wellness, um, which is 
a wellness company. It's a holistic wellness company that focuses on promoting holistic wellness for people of color um, and, and everything in that, right? Um, and we focus on our five E's, which is our values, um, which is education, empowerment, enrichment, um, enhancement, and engaging. So each year we kind of build upon that. This is kind of our first year of getting started. Um, and our huge service project, which we, we were talking about earlier, um, is our higher ed summit that we do for high school students, um, which is something that is near and dear to my heart because I was a first generation college student and I wanted to make sure that I provided the resources to give back to students. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for, um, for the work that you're doing and just seeing a need out there but also not just seeing it, but working on solutions, right? To address what's going on. But that's pretty solid, right? So I do want to like kind of harbor into like some of your beginnings, right? When you talk about being a first-gen student and we know as educators, right? As practitioners in the field of some of the struggles that a lot of students are facing, especially as first-generation students who are looking to make that transition from high school into the college space. So can you actually give us a little bit of background on how that process was for you, what it looked like as well as like also what kind of like sparked you to go further, right? Like what resources were you able to utilize and what helped you to make that um, ultimate transition as well that you've been doing so far? Yeah, I think it was definitely um, because I also come from a lower, lower social economic status, like my family, we grew up um, we grew up happy and we grew up loving, but we grew up poor, right? Um, so I knew that I was always going to go to college because my mom said that that was a goal for me. Um, but I didn't know how we were going to afford to get there. So I, I really found great people, great administrators, great mentors along the way that had showed me where these things were because my parents didn't know. Um, and it was asking questions and asking the tough questions and being vulnerable, um, saying, you know, I want to go to college, but I can't afford to pay for this application fee. I didn't know that there was waivers that you could use to be able to access college. I think that was kind of like the first thing for me. Um, and knowing that there was scholarships available for me to apply to, to be able to access college. And I applied for those scholarships when I applied for my applications and I got scholarships that took care of my college all the way through um, where I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket, um, which I'm thankful for because there, I have friends that owe $100,000, oh, $70,000 in student debt. Um, and they're still paying that back. You know, I don't, I don't have that problem. So I think early on and what made me kind of continue was the people that I had in my life, uh, the mentors that I had along the way, when someone really loves and invests in you and see something in you, just listen. Um, cause sometimes you don't see it in yourself. I knew that I knew I really loved engaging with people. I really loved um, being creative. I, I got an undergraduate degree in communications. Mm. Obviously, I'm communicating still. <laughs> um, so I think I think definitely along the way, I found great you know mentors that said, "Hey, have you thought about higher education?" And at first, I was like, "I got to go back to school to." <laughs> to work out of school, right. like, what? Right, what is what that? That? right, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> is that really a thing? And then she said, oh, and they, will, and they will pay for your degree. I said, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, so you're gonna pay for my degree to go back to school to work at a, a university? I, can't, yeah. I could do that. You it sounds all right. It sounds like it's feasible. <laughs> so I, I figured out early on, that no is never an option. There's always a loophole. There's always a person. There's always like a backstory. There's always a waiting list. There's always something around the corner that you can figure out that someone has access to that can push a button to get you to where you need to go. Okay. And it's really knowing those people and asking those questions. 
Yeah. And that's, you hit on like quite a few great points, right? And something that we try to uh, reiterate, you know, every time that we're putting out this content is the fact of tapping into those that are around you, especially those that are looking to guide you. Like we talk about the importance of finding good mentors, but as well as, you know, learning like a lot of the resources that are available. Like I know a lot of um, high schools themselves possess um, like those those college uh, info centers or college and career centers or whatnot. And for those that do, that's a great place of finding out, like you said, those waivers um, for those fee waivers for applications may be available. So it's like, if you're one of those students who are on free and reduced lunch or free and reduced meals, plans, whatever, you more than likely should be eligible to receive a fee waiver, right? And so if you're class identified as a, a, a low income student, um, you should be able to get that fee waiver and don't look at it as a bad thing. Even if you don't even eat the lunch at the school, but you're still eligible and you qualify, you can still get that fee waiver. And what's better than free money, right? To do something that is going to further help you, right? You don't have to come out of pocket with anything. You can save that, 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 that money and use it towards something else, right? That you want yeah. to. I don't even think it's free. I think it's prepaid. Somebody paid for it. Right. You didn't take advantage of it. Like, at the end of the day, from, from high school to college, everything is prepaid. It's for you to be able to, oh, okay, this is mine. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to go access it. I'm going to go take that resource. So I'm going to go eat that free pizza. <laughs> it's already prepaid. Right, right. Right. You hit it on the head though. And in, in, in doing that, right. It's like what, it's a great investment into self, right. Of just taking advantage of what's there for you, but especially something that's already handled on the financial piece. So that's one less stressor or one less thing that you got to even worry about when it comes to completing those applications. So in, in the mentors that you were able to come across and assist you, like how did you go about like securing them? Like what were some of the ways that you might made those connections and cultivated those relationships from the time that you were like in school through the rock? Yeah, so I think I wanted to go to college um, and I remember there was the lady from the career center came to our class and spoke about, you know, how to write your personal statement. So I went in her office one day and I asked a whole bunch of questions after I went on Google and I wrote all the things that I needed to know that I didn't have questions to. I opened up a college application, like a little sample because you can Google that also. Um, and I went and I said, okay, I don't know anything. Can you help me? Um, and she was like, sure, let's set up a, an appointment. Um, and I just created that relationship. And then she said, when things came to her on her table, she was like, oh, I think you should apply for this scholarship. Or uh, we got this waiver for this school. Have you thought about this institution? Um, and there was institutions that I never even thought about um, I, because I wanted to be, I wanted to stay close to home. I didn't want to go too far, but uh, along the way, when I got into college, it was really going out to events and getting involved, um, meeting people that were doing things that I enjoy doing, that worked in housing, um, and they kind of took me under their wing and they said, okay, um, so you should apply to be an RA, and a lot of times, when people say you should do something, they've already set something up for you to mm -hmm. be able to access that. Like I'm, I'm telling you, but for me, and I, I, I believe in nepotism. I don't yeah. care why people are doing it for years. All the time. Um, so we need to take advantage of it as people of color to set up our people to make sure they access the resources that is, that is needed. Very true. Very true. You're, you're absolutely right. Right. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just we have to be open to understanding like, no, nah, like we have these spaces. Right. So why not bring in people that we want to or the, the folks that we know we can look out for and help, you know, navigate this process, whatever it is, and make other people's lives easier. Right. It's just like I say the same thing. I was like, if I ever I'm in a position where I know I need like a team to build, I already got the people in mind that I'm be like, yo, I need people for this. I need people for this already know who they are, reach out to them and let's make it happen. So <laughs> I'm right there with you when it comes to that. And it's very important to understand like when people are doing that for you, it's usually the most times, nine times out of 10, right? People are doing it out of like pure, like goodness of their hearts. 
because they want to look out. They know that one, you've already showed the initiative of right what you wanted. Like you took it upon yourself to go to that lady's office after she came to your classroom. She could have came to your classroom and you could have just paid her no mind. Like, ah, she's just another talking head. It is what it is and kept it moving. Then you're like, no, like these things connect, right? These things go together. This makes sense. She's the resource. So why not go directly to the source versus trying to figure it out my, my, myself with the things that I'm lacking and the things that I don't understand, whereas she's here willing to help me. You went to her, she was like, oh, you paid attention. You came to see me. That's what's up. Like, I think there's nothing more joyful than being in those positions and people actually taking advantage of it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I a thousand percent agree with that. Like, there's a lot of times that we share information to students um, and sometimes they, they never use it and they, they could access it and they can benefit from it and it can be so good for them. Um, and to your point, like my network of people is how I created my board of directors for my nonprofit. Mm. Those are all my homegirls, yeah. like, right. Those, yeah. those are the people that really, uh, looked out for me, was a part of my village. They're amazing women. Um, and I didn't want to do anything but do it with them. Mm, I know that's right. But it's funny that you say that because that's almost like how this idea of this podcast like was birthed, right? Uh, I was just sitting on something of just like, I was in a position where I was working in a, a college readiness role at, in a high school. And I thought about it, I was like, hold on, I only have but so many students that I can reach directly, but there's so many more students that could benefit from these resources. How can I go about doing that? And I'm just thinking like, okay, you got social media, you got this. Okay. Oh, a podcast because it's content that stays there and it's typically always relevant, right? Some things may change here or there, but it's something that you can always use, be, be useful. It's knowledge that you can extract and, you know, gain from all those great things, right? So I was sitting on the idea and I met my co-host, Aaron, and at NASPA when it came to LA, right? And 20, was that 2019? Was that 2019? Goodness gracious, that was 2019. Yeah, it's wow. going by fast. Wow, 2019. And um, just chopped it up. So I actually met him through, I don't know if you know Pierre. He had went to uh, Riverside. Pierre Campbell, I'm not sure if you know him. Okay, but he's in housing and he's now out here in uh, Maryland. But he introduced us. He was just like, oh, yo, he's, he's you know, one of your, your frat brothers. He's like, you know, I'll let him or whatever. And so we just started chopping it up. Then come to find out, we start talking. We knew a lot of the same people. One of my homegirls from, um, a couple of my homegirls actually from grad school were his coworkers. And so then we had that connection and it just built and we just stayed in touch from there. And so I reached out to him recently. We started this, full-fledged full started this like January where we just like saw the vision and kind of like made it happen. And, but before then I reached out and I was like, hey, I had this idea, what you think? You know, I was like, the only person I could think of to accompany me on this was you. And he was just like, all right. He was like, you got the vision? I was like, yeah, I got it. This is what we want to do. This is who we're trying to reach out to. That's who we, you know what I'm saying? That's what we kind of like focused on in the building. Of course, we're still in our infancy, right? We just started this in January. I'm not a podcaster by day. Like I'm an educator. I'm in higher ed. Like my time is taking all over the place, right? But we're still working on fine tuning things, still working on perfecting and just trying to carry it out but having a good team right having the right people around you is important so i wanted to use that actually to transition into you were saying like your your network and that helped you become that became your current board tell us a little bit about iris wellness like what birthed the idea what sparked it but where did you see what had you want to create the vision but also like what was what is it that you're ultimately like looking to do with um that nonprofit as well yeah, so I think for me, it was, I was sitting on this for like two years mm. um, before I even like kind of took the jump because I don't, I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I don't really like being in front of the camera. Like, yes, it's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna expose myself and put myself out there and then nobody's gonna like me, right? Um and it was the total opposite, like the total opposite, because I, I really knew that there was, there was things and conversations that we as people of color were not having. Mm -hmm. um, and it surrounded our holistic wellness. It surrounded our mental health, our physical alignment, our spiritual alignment, those things that we financial 
you know, literacy, like those like nitty gritty things that we don't openly talk about in mm-hmm. spaces. Um, and before the pandemic, before the p- pandemic, nobody was really talking about these things. And now, now that we kind of slowed down, people are like, yeah, my mental health is messed up. Mm-hmm. And um, how do I address this? Who do I reach out to? Um, counseling has been something that now I feel like people of color are now reaching out to and taking more benefits in. So when I started this, it was, I knew that my friends and my family were suffering from some of these things and we weren't having some of these conversations. And I came from a lower SES background and finances was nothing that I ever knew about until I made a mistake. Mm. Um, And I wanted to, I wanted to change the narrative. I don't want to recreate, recreate that. Um, So when I started my, this vision, I said, okay, here's my idea. And I tried it out for the first year in 2020. I tried it out. I was like, what do I want to do? Like, let, let me try, let me see what I like. And I was doing more service work than anything. I'm an educator by nature. Of right? course, of course. It, it bleeds in everything yeah, I do. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I might as well turn it into a nonprofit. So I, I, I thought of people that I was like, you know, just amazing people that were in my corner have always been there for me or part of my village and I wouldn't do it without them. I picked those people and I said, Hey, I have this vision. Do you want to come on board with me? Mm. They were like, they were like, yes, a hundred percent. No hesitancy. Right. It was just like, I oh. Said, oh, wow. That's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> so when we, when we started kind of like this, this year and we did this service project, we wanted to talk about topics for students, for high school students that many people didn't talk about. So we talked about things like financial literacy. We talked about ways to get involved. We talked about the college process. We talked about healthy lifestyle. And we brought in a panel with other higher education professionals from all over the country. And I think the most important thing is now from 2020, now that people's eyes are finally open to the violence of brown and black bodies, um, we brought in a topic that's talked about knowing your rights on and off campus and what that means for brown and black students. Um, and, and that was just birthed from us being educators. M- most of the women on my, on my board are educators by nature. Okay. Okay. And, and it's so, it's so dope, right? Cause I, you know, I was able to see it kind of like from the, the, the development of it from the promo to you all executing it. And just in regards to one, the panel that you all created um, to like a lot of those like subject areas that you were just talking about. Uh, what I find to be so dope, right? You say you just started, you pretty much just started this idea and it looks so like well run. It looks so well put together, right? And the fact that, you know, it, it goes to the, the adage of we're not in this alone. We don't do these things alone. And so the importance of having the right people around you, the right team, the people that have bought into your vision, all that good stuff. That also goes back into properly networking, right? And cultivating relationships. So talk a little bit about that. Like how, you know, I know you said that you um, like met them like along the way, but like, what are some, some tips that you would give when it comes to making sure that folks are like properly networking and building their community, right? But also having that proper support, knowing how to tap in with that. I, I say this thing, like, not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. Um, and there's going to be some people that are going to adore you and are going to love you. And you're going to know those people never burn a bridge with somebody because you'll never know when you cross those people again. So example, we have the same type of community and never met each other, but had someone said something negative about me to you when you were in conversation, you never would have me on this podcast. That is true. And vice versa, right? You and vice versa. It is, you are, as much as people may say that like social media has created these brands, you are your own brand. Right. Every time you walk out of the house, every time you interact with people, you want to walk in a purpose of your brand. Mm-hmm. How would you like people to perceive you when you leave this world at the end of the day? 
Um, when it comes to networking, I think it's important to be genuine about who you are because no, your fake friends are not going to go with you to the top. Fake friends are not going to be behind you with your vision in mind, like this, this I rise vision in mind to hold you down when things hit the fan. Yeah. You know, like I'm a perfectionist at heart and I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have real genuine people behind me right. that I, I cultivated along the way from, you know, higher ed, from classes that I was a part of, from girls that were like, oh, you know, is she one of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, is she down? Right, right, right. Yeah, is she one of us? Yeah, she, she, she's down, okay, she's down. To like going through a whole crisis and knowing someone had my back. Yeah. Like, these are people that I have gone through graduate school or undergrad with or met in a spiritual worship group and they were just doing their damn thing. Like these are people that I have met along the ways in my individual pockets of networks, mm -hmm. right? And I just, you, you know, you know when you know, like when yeah. they're going to be your people, you know when they're, they're going to have your back. Um, but it's really, it's really how you carry yourself, how you walk out that door. You are a brand. Every time you get on Instagram, every time you get on Twitter, every time you walk out the door, like everything that things don't go away. And first impressions are not, um, are not the best when you're nasty towards people. That is true. That is very true. Right. And you always just have to be mindful of like, like you said, just how you're carrying yourself as well as um, you know, what, it what way are you impacting those that are around you, right? Because you never know who's watching, right? So you always have to, you, you know, your reputation is one of those things that precedes you and people are going to know like, oh yeah, like when you step in a space, like, oh, this person is about, you know, the work, this person is serious about whatever it is that, you know, we're, we're talking about. They're serious about their future. They're serious about their education. They're serious about making things happen. Or, I'm not this, this and, and there's sometimes right we do have to offer people grace but sometimes people just don't know they're not aware so I think it is also key of like educating people on like we're talking about of like carrying themselves and networking but also that's the importance of like that development right and having the right people in your corner that can help you develop into your better self and your best self ultimately yeah and there's there's probably people that don't like me but they won't tell me that I don't get my work done. I don't <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I'm not a good human. Right, by right. They may, they may not like me for whatever it had be um, because everybody's not going to like you and that's right. okay. Right. But they will never say that I don't get my work done. I'm, I'm not a, you know, striving to be the best, whatever I'm trying to be. Right. Um, and, and that, it's normal right? yeah that's real that's super real and and you you make me actually think about something even more now when we're talking about you know developing and being our best selves and stuff like that so being as though you're an educator by day and superwoman by night with all <laughs> all those things that you do um especially like with you creating this um nonprofit. You know, how do you find your your balance of all those things, right? Of making sure and also your instilling your doctorate program. You know, we haven't even we haven't even hit on that yet, right? So, like, kind of like, well, one talk about like your doctorate program, like what you're what you're um, working on, like what's your um, if you already are working on it, like your dissertation and stuff. Because I'm, I'm not sure how far along you are and everything, but talk about that a little bit. But then also talk about like the importance of you know, finding that balance. So what are some ways that you found yours as well along the way? Yeah, so I'm in my second year of my doctoral program. Um, I'm actually going to start my lit review next semester, but I haven't, I'm, that, I'm in the process of, you know, getting everything done. Um, I have not started my dissertation, but that will come. Okay, okay. No rush. No, 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 <laughs> no rush. Uh, my second year. So I think where I found balance is um, I live by my Google calendar. Okay. It, that, 
that is my bread and butter. I put everything that I need to do on my Google calendar, whether that is homework that needs to be done, appointments that I have, um, school that I have to go to, work that I have to do. Like I, I put everything on my Google calendar. Everybody, some people write a to-do list. I put it on my Google calendar and it, and I block out time um, to do those things. But I also block out times for the important things. Okay. Like when I say the important things is pouring back into your cup. Yeah. So how I, I tell my students all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. You mm -hmm. can't give yourself to somebody. You can't um, be the best person that you can be if you're not paying attention and taking care of you at on the first bottom level. Like you have to take care of you, whether that is making sure you schedule in a meal, mm -hmm. whether that is if you do meditation in the morning, whether that is, you know, pouring a nice bath at night and sitting in it, like whatever that going for a walk, whatever that happy talking to one of your best friends, scheduling in that time to pour back into you, because there's a, there's a lot of times we're doing a lot of things for a lot of other people mm -hmm. and a lot of what we need to do, but not a, a lot of things that we want to do. And that will feed us to pour out. I know that's right. I know that's right. You got to talk that talk. I tell my students that all the time, right? Especially like as they're going through midterms right now or finishing up midterms and get ready to go into Thanksgiving break. But also, you know, after Thanksgiving break, it turns up because it gets a little more intense right before winter break, right? Because the end of the semester. But telling them like, you know, this going to bed at four in the morning and getting up for a nine o'clock class because you've been procrastinating on studying. It's not sustainable. It is not <laughs> it's not it's not it's, it's a uh it's a uh you know it, it creates nothing but anxiety it creates you know you being rushed and also it's a recipe for you to crash like it, and like you said it's not sustainable so it's only a matter of time your body is only going to be like yo we exhausted we can't go no more like this this isn't cool like rest us rest us, all of those things. So, you know, that balance is key though. So thank, thank you for sharing that. And then that also speaks into the importance of, like you talk about how you, how can you create a, a nonprofit called IRISE Wellness when you're not taking care of your own wellness, right? Like that's, <laughs> so you, 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 uh, you, you preach what you, you know what I'm saying? You're doing what you preach about, right? You, you, you walk in the walk, not just talking to talk. So that's excellent um, to hear. So, um, that leads me now into thinking of like, what are some ways though, right? That of what are some of the things that you're seeing as a higher ed professional that the students are coming in? Like where may students be missing the mark on some things or what are some where areas that students can like take better advantage of? Or just what are some things that you're seeing like as you're being a practitioner right now? I think it's mental health. I think mm. mental health is the highest growing um, we institutions don't have the capacity and students don't know that the the service is available I think it goes hand in hand we can talk about the the service itself and we can talk about the students um, the students that come in have have not been challenged in the way when they when they first fail when they first get their challenge because failing is normal it's healthy um, you're either in a storm going through a storm or about to start a storm like <laughs> you like it is a part of life like you're mm -hmm. you're going to fail and there's a lot of times when students come in and they fail for the first time and their whole world is shattered shattered oh my god like they they are a glass ball and their whole world is shattered um and they've never had to have that kind of grit that kind of like get your butt back up and go at it again um so mental health has been something that I've seen on the uptick for years. Mm -hmm. um, so there's counseling centers on campus yeah. that you can take advantage of that is free for students to access. And there is ways that after they, they provide the services on the campus, you can find a counselor nearby, near you, that would do services for you at a discounted rate, services for you with your, your insurance through the school, or if you have insurance through your family, 
take advantage of that um, because you can't take care of anything else if you're not taking care of you. You can't focus on your homework. You can't focus on loved ones. You can't focus on food the next day. If you're not taking care of you, like you have to take care of your mental health because your mental health affects everything else. When you're not here mentally, like whether you're going through grief or anything like that, it messes with your physical. You start to feel sick. Like it's a trickle effect. Then you, you start wondering why you're going through it. Then maybe you're questioning your spiritual alignment. Like it is a trickle effect. And so the, I think that is the most important thing that students should focus on when they come onto campus. No, that's right. You, you preaching, you preaching, drop, drop a few gems on them, drop a few gems on them. But that's so true, right? Especially when you think about the fact that new students, right? New freshmen, they've been online schooling for just about two years, right? And so this is their first kind of transition back into normalcy, right? Or as we normal as we know it for now, right? Because nothing will ever be the same as it was before, right? Um, and so with that transition, it's been hectic on them, right? Those past two years, I remember, you know, a lot of the high school students that I was working with, what were they doing during that time? Going to class, laying in bed, like it's just like they're on Zoom class in bed. I'm like, that can't, that's, nah, you can't be doing that. Like that's, treat it like it's class, right? Treat it like it's still, but I get it, right? Because this is their first time that they've had to ever, a lot of their first times that they've ever had to like shift like that, that perspective of adapting to a huge change. And if you were, your frame of reference yeah. is very small, it's tough. Yeah, it definitely, but it, for that there, some of our second year students are going through first year students experiences mm -hmm. because they never had an on-campus experience. Exactly. And that is kind of what we're going through right now because they've been online for so long. Yeah. Um, now they're in a classroom and this is the first time they've been in a classroom on a college campus. Yeah. Oof. Oof. It's an adjustment all around. Right. And the, the, the one thing about education is they have to adapt to what's going on and not trying to adapt to what it was previously because things can't be the same you can't just keep piling on work on top of students right you can't just keep throwing stuff at them and just expect them to like okay cool it's fine we're back in person so you can handle it you're here it's just like no like let's make some adjustments right and students are learning a lot differently a lot has like shifted but things are still trying to it's, it's like you're trying to force a, a square peg in a round hole and it ain't gonna work, but for so long, right? So no, that's excellent that, you know, you're able to see that and point that out. And I think that's key because we've had guests on here um, that have talked about mental health, especially amongst like teenagers and even, you know, the, the impacts of social media, the impacts of the pandemic, the impacts of their environment that, that goes into like their mental health wellness, right? And what either helps boost it or what helps deteriorate it, all those different things. And so just imagine what that's like as they're taking these same mental health issues and transitioning onto a college campus or transitioning into the real world and may not have all the tangible resources that may be available, right? Or even when it comes to certain things of like affordability, right? If they don't have that money, right? Especially if you're coming from a low income background or even access, right? Like that's a key thing is we have to understand that everybody can access all these things that are available too, so. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a whole lot. So um, I want to dig a little bit into your um, to your undergrad experience, right? So you were a communications major, but what was it like, you know, as you made your own transition, right? Going from high school into undergrad, but also as a first gen student, like where was your like support coming from? Like was the journey that you made into school, like was your family like on it with you? Were they learning with you the process along the way? Or how did that work for you? Like, what was that? Like, how were you involved? All those different types of things. Yeah, my mom was basically learning with me. Um, oh. Like, she was trying to figure out, you know, figure out financial aid and just different things like that. But originally, I went in with one major. Uh, I went in as a business major. And I realized early on that that wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> what class was it? Although I'm doing business, it was like a computer technology class. And I was like, like, nope. 
take me out no don't sign me up ever in life again so I was like no I don't I can't do this right um so definitely it was I, I went in as a business major um I didn't have the best SATs, but I had great grades going in. Okay. Um, I'm not a great test taker. I'm dyslexic, you mm. know, having learning disabilities and being in a space where people are forcing you to meet a time zone um, to do that. I didn't know that you could ask for accessibility time limits, that you can ask for extensions. But those accommodations. Yeah. There's accommodations for that. I didn't even know that that was available. Um, so, I mean, I did good enough to get into all, all my colleges that I applied to. So okay. I didn't, it wasn't something that I was, it stopped me from getting in. I just know that they weren't like the best of the best, right? Gotcha. Um, and, you know, I changed my major and being in class for the, like the, you know, like the first time when you're in a college class, it's, it's vastly different. Mm. Um, one, because like people, you get to choose your own schedule. Like I didn't, I set my schedule up so I didn't have to go to class till 12 o'clock. Okay. And, and then, but my last class, it ended at like eight o'clock and I was dying, <laughs> I was literally dying. So I realized that I just need to get my happy butt up uh-huh. a little bit early and go to an earlier class because I didn't want to be in class all day when all my friends were, you know, going to eat at the commons and they were having fun and having dinner together and I'm still in class. Like, <laughs> just sitting like here wanting to get out. I realized that I had to make that change and make that transition. Um, But it was, it was very different Um, from my, you know, my hometown. I'm, I'm the only child. We, I have an adopted brother on my dad's side, but I grew up in my household as the only child. Mm. So I never had an example of how to do things um, or who to learn from. So I was a person that asked a lot of questions along the way. Um, And I don't think there's no such thing as a stupid question. Uh, People should stop saying that. Right. Um, Because what your question is, maybe someone else may have. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's nothing stupid about it. And even uh, to piggyback a little bit off of that, um, the reason why you're asking these questions that people might consider to be stupid if this is your first time in doing something and you don't know what the process is, like, how dare you try to minimize my experience and say, oh, you know, that's a stupid question. You should already know that. Well, I don't. So now what? Like, te- are you going to teach me or are you going to chastise me? Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm here asking this question for a particular reason. And that's how you learn is through asking questions. Okay, you answered that particular question. So I don't need to ask that again. But now being as though you answer this, Here's the next question that I do have, because this is my first time going through this. It's just like when people say, oh, you're going to spoil that baby if you hold them too much. How are you going to spoil a baby that has never been in this world before, has no coping skills with their emotions, knows Has nothing. never been held before. That baby need a holding hand. Right. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, how dare you say that baby's going to be spoiled? This is like, no, like this is their first time here. They don't know anything. So why not? give them the things that they need to, to succeed, to sustain, to grow and all that. So you hit the on a lot on that importance on that. So in your time, like in, in transitioning, right. And seeing what that process is, like when it came to campus life, were you involved in anything? Like what are some ways that you were able to kind of like build out your network when you got to campus and how did you like find your footing, you know, along the way, especially as a first gen student being your first time So uh, EOP, which is an, you know, EOP, I, I didn't know that I had access to EOP until it was too late. Like you got to explain what EOP is for our audience. EOP, I I don't know what it stands for, (laughs) education, opportunity, something. It's probably program or something. Yeah. Program or something like that. But it, it basically gives you free books. 
Uh, they give you, it's for, you know, first generation students, low income students, they give you free books, they give you scholarships, uh, you get to register early for classes, um, all the great things that just set you up for greatness, they know where all the jobs on campus are <laughs> and all the jobs like right. You know, like, but I also, I also was an RA on campus. So I was, I was the person in the community making the programs, making the flyers. Um, I did that for three years. I was an RA for two and I was a program coordinator for my last year. So I was, I was involved that way. Um, I was also a part of uh, SAS, which is like a, it's a women's group for it's a group for black women um, to talk about, you know, really just pouring into each other. You can also, you also think about sister circles now that uh, campuses have sister circles now, which also are for black women uh, to find community and a village with, within one another. Yes. Uh, there's different names for it all over. Um, I, I didn't get involved with Greek life. I had a hard time choosing, so I chose not. Um, <laughs> So um, yeah, so that that is really how I got involved. I I met people, administrators, had dope conversations with them. Oh, I also was like a um, what was it like a a wel It's basically like a welcome leaders when um, when students come to campus for orientation. I yeah. was one of the leaders okay. for orientation which I love that <laughs> so um, you student affairs at heart like I, I, all I, was, I was always student affairs it was destined to be I just didn't know about it of course. somebody told me earlier <laughs> no that's real that's real and it's funny that you say EOP again this goes back to us having connections right because I was um one of the EOP advisors at San Jose State when I was out in the Bay or whatever um for a little bit so I'm very familiar with the program making sure students met their uh, A through G requirements and all that good stuff. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very important. And also it, it also, it showed me the importance of having people that look like you in these roles, right? Because a lot of times, you know, when you're stepping on campus and especially at, you know, uh, PWIs or, you know, non-Black institutes, not non-HPCU um, colleges or whatever, you know, finding your space, finding your fit on campus is always key. Finding your community, right? Finding those who look like you. So of course you're gonna tap into those black community centers or those identity-based community centers or, you know, those, those areas on campus, the multicultural um, student center or unions or whatever it is. But I think it's important that us, especially as practitioners and educators in the field, making ourselves available to students who are coming on campus and probably looking for people that look like them. So we have to make ourselves visible. We got to make ourselves approachable, but also we got to make ourselves just like open to, you know, meeting these students, just how they have to make themselves open to meeting us. Like, of course, initially when you see us, you're not going to give us everything. Right. And that's, that's in general, but just say your what's ups, show yourself as available, see them around campus, you know, say, Hey, uh, you know, I met you before. Or, hey, what's up? You know, stuff like that kind of like create that warm space, but also creating that environment, I think is going to be key always but helping people along the way. Like if I see you coming to a specific event for this department that I'm in, I'm gonna reach out a little bit more like, oh, hey, did you enjoy the, the event? Like, what are some things that you might've taken away? Or what are you looking to do? What are you interested in? You know, stuff like that. Like trying, like you said, pour into other folks as well, right? Same way how we pour into ourselves, so. Yeah, and I think I, I will give it to my alma mater, Cal State San Bernardino has some of the, the best staffs black staffs on campus that goes the extra mile to reach out to the students like they'll see you and come sit next to you they okay. see they pull you in like and I and I think that's so important as administrators sometimes we can seem a little standoffish with our door closed um that we don't go to any campus events mm -hmm. um I think for administrators and this this is not for students but for administrators listening to this like um maybe rethinking why you got in the position in the first place. Sometimes you need to retell yourself your why, mm -hmm. um, because these students need you. They they need you. Yeah. Um, you're there for a reason. And you got to go back to that why um, to really be there for these students and their and the needs that they have. You, you, you would be like in my head or something, because I've been talking about that like the past like two weeks, one with my students, 
is getting them to remember their why. But then also we had like a, a, a staff retreat um, last Friday. And that was one of the things I brought up was just like, you know, us making sure we remember our why and why we're here doing what we do, why we show up, you know, why we decided to go into this line of work. So no, that's excellent. And just a, a, a fun fact, you're our second Cal State San Bernardino person that we've had. So we had one last season, we got one this season, and then I think, yeah. Did you have, did you have last season? Um, do you know John Ross or JR? Alexander? I think so. He was like episode, mm, don't give me the line. I want to say maybe episode eight or nine or eight and nine, something like that. But he works. In, I, um, I will check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guys. I met him out in the Bay. And, you know, just again, circles, right? Circle, circle, circle. Um, but he's same, same experience. First gen student, um, came on campus as a communications major. I think he was, yeah, I think he did communications because he wanted to do uh, like broadcasting, but he ends up now um, transitioning into um, urban, uh, what is urban planning or whatnot. So he does like transit, um, like transit system, route planning, stuff like that. And he's out in Seattle now, but he talked about, you know, his journey as well. And, you know, just finding your way, finding your niche. I think he's from out um, Apple Valley or whatnot. So he, he's talking about, you know, when he came on campus and getting involved and, you know, initially he was interested in going into higher ed and ended up like hitting a pivot as well. But, you know, just from being involved on campus um, and then making moves from there. So it's just like so dope to hear so many similar stories, but different paths of like getting there but also just your, your way of like impact. So I was like, that's pretty cool. So y'all might be all right at Cal State San Bernardino. Y'all might produce, y'all might produce some hidden gems out there. Yeah, we are. Don't let it be known. <laughs> no, nah, no sleeping, no sleeping, right? <laughs> but no, that's excellent. Um, Just in regards to the journey, right? And you just talking about, you know, just your transition going from, you know, first gen to, also now giving back. So what do you say would be some of like the highlights that you've been able to experience, right? As you've made your way from, you know, entering as a college freshman to now you're pursuing your PhD and working in the field, but also building a nonprofit that works to kind of circle back all of your experiences and give back. Like what have been some of those highlights along the way for you? And what are some things that you're looking forward to? And what are some things that you're just like, oh, I'm not too sure about that? What are some things that still make you nervous? So kind of twofold. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> I think the things that make me so happy is like when my students, they pursue their dreams. Mm. Like one of my students just got into med school and just doing his thing, vice okay. president. I had some student affairs, some students go into student affairs, okay. right? Um, and I just, you know, there is it's just so nice to see because for me, I, I'm, I'm a person that like, if you're not my staff, if we've touched, if we interacted with each other, I will help you along the way. A thousand percent. That's real. I don't, I don't do it for a thank you. I don't do it for recognition. Um, that is not the goals. I do it to invest, to make the people of color that I'm investing in, to go out into the world, to pay back to the to other people of color. So they did to do the same things that I plan on doing in this world. And everybody that, like, I, I just talked to a student today um, that is in his social, he's in a, a master's for social work. And okay. I sent him this, this uh, Instagram thing on, and on Instagram today. And I it just said, you know, I, I'm proud of you. I love you. Keep pushing. I mean, I'm your village. He said, you know, that, that is what I needed today. Thank you so much, <laughs> you know. And those are some of the things that, um, that I, that just feeds me, like seeing those students, seeing those people, seeing people pursue their purpose yeah. and who they are and knowing like where they started and like how we helped them spin around 360 degrees oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, go in the right direction. Um, those are some of the things I look forward to. I think what's nervous, like, everything that I do now keep, makes me nervous, mm. right? Because I am moving outside of my comfort zone. I have told God to let me walk in his purpose. So there's a lot of times where I'm sitting and I'm, uh, 
to the pit of my stomach, I'm like, ooh, should I do this? And something is telling me, yes, move forward, right? Something is telling me, yes, um, I need to, I need to do that. Um, and that is how I've been. Like this nonprofit was nerve-wracking for me. It was something I put, I put myself out there. Um, I don't normally do that unless it's a part of my job, right? right. Unless I'm getting paid to do it. Um, but that, those things make me nervous because they push me outside of my comfort zone, but they make me better. Yes, that's it. That's, there's a word in that. There's a they, word in that. They do. They make you better. And I, I wouldn't change it for the world because doing those things has made me the person I am today. And if I could write a book about my journey, it would be like the struggle is what made me. Mm, that sounds like a gem. You might might want to hold on to that one. That might be a gem. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And, and you hit on so much, right? And you just said something profound, right? That I don't think students often enough are aware of. And it's about the being pushed out of your comfort zone, which ties back into what you were saying when students meet some adversity when they're coming first, when they're first stepping foot on campus, right? To where, cool, you was at the top of the class, you know what I'm saying? The creme de la creme in high school and you step on campus and you run into a little bit of struggle where it's just like, oh man, like this kind of knocked me off my rocker, right? But I think the true test of your character is how do you handle that adversity, right? When you get hit like that. And one of the first things that I've said on this podcast, I think it was our very first episode was, I quoted Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Now, <laughs> now once you get punched in the mouth, how are you going to respond? Are you going to retreat or are you going to punch back, right? Or are you going to work, work to not get punched in the mouth in that same way again. You're gonna get hit, but I'm trying not to get hit in the mouth, right? <laughs> so it's how do you adapt to that, right? And I think that's really key is using those experiences to kind of help guide you, right? It's just like, okay, that approach, that initial approach didn't work, right? If I didn't do well in that on that test or if I'm not doing well in that class. So I probably can't rely on old habits that I did in high school, right? You know studying an hour before a test or staying up all night and then just going in and taking the test. It don't quite work like that. And if it does work for a little bit, it's not going to be sustainable. It's going to come back and bite you in the butt, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's a lot of perspective um, in that, but also it's a lot of like, that goes into like the self-work that you do, that developmental piece. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that just uh, made me think I, I'm, we've covered like quite a bit um, tonight, but I definitely want to make sure that um, we get a little bit more into um, our rise wellness. Right. And how has the response been with one, you creating the, comp the, the nonprofit, but as well as from your uh, most recent event, right. That you just ran. Cause when what was that? That wasn't the summer, right. That was like, yeah, that was like September. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, that was like September. Okay. Right, 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 right up the corner. Um, right. But yeah, so I think for me, it's the response is overwhelming. Yeah. Um, the response of people that want to give back, that want to donate, that want to dedicate their time to, you know, join in this vision, to join in this purpose is extremely overwhelming. Now I could, I, I could always use more followers. Don't of course, give of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, for something that has, you know, kind of just started, um, and really gotten its, you know, its feet wet. We do Instagram lives every third Sunday where we talk about different topics, um, like, you know, code switching and self-help and, um, you know, minimalistic and just different things, mental health and just different topics along the way that can help you as a person, you as a human. Um, and then, you know, we had our, our summit, which really we partnered with a, a high school here in Atlanta um, to be able to put that summit on. Um, I'm originally from California, so our network is not as big as in Atlanta. So the Atlanta folks hit me up. Um, I rise underscore wellness. Yeah. There we go. So, and we yeah. got, hold on. Before you, before you go further, we actually had one of our um, 
former uh, one of our previous guests. He's a um, principal, a dean of instruction at a middle school in um, Atlanta. So again, no way. we can we'll work we'll on connecting. Ab absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and I'm I'm certain. Yeah, because he, and he's from Atlanta. He's an Atlanta native. He's uh, dean of instruction. He's one of the brothers and whatnot. So. I'll, I'll reach out to them or, or put y'all and connect with each other just to make sure y'all can like help boost that. But yeah, that, that's what it's about. The connect. That's what we do, baby. Yes, it's the connect. <laughs> so it's really, we really want to pour into folks of color. Um, that is our purpose, our journey, uh, what we we hope to do in every way. Um, like we've done a couple financial literacy sessions and really people really are into to money management right now and oh, really yeah. into investment right now. So that, that has been really good for folks. Um, we did a session that talked about like really um, mindfulness and taking time for yourself without picking up your phone in the morning, mm. like leaving it somewhere and just starting the day with you mm -hmm. and, you know, thinking and breathing and just taking time for you. Um, I think, I think there's wonderful content on there. Um, I just want more people to connect with it, more people to share it, more people to, to get that information because we got some gems on there. Oh just yeah. Really great gems. I know that's right. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Come on platform. Use your platform. You got it. Yeah. We'll see. And we'll definitely, of course, on our end, try and promote as much as we can or what we can, when we can, all that good stuff. And of course, we, um, before this episode comes out, we'll promo it, tag you, send it so you can also post it on your, you, you know, build your, your followers up too as well. So I get it. We're, we're in the same boat. We're trying to, you know, build from this infancy and figure out what direction to go in and all those things. So it's, that's dope. That is excellent. And I'm looking forward to like seeing how you all show out because that summit, that was everything. You saw how I was hitting you up. I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, this is really amazing. So definitely, like I said, time or energy or, you know, just if you need just promo, you know, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you will be more than happy to like help you out with that or whatnot. But it's because it, it's, it's one of those things that's necessary, that's needed. And, you know, oftentimes people will be like, oh, well, they're doing that and we're doing this and it's too similar or it might be somewhat similar. Even still, you can never have too many resources, but also yeah. everybody's thing is unique to themselves or to their own like vision. Why not promote it? Like we can all eat. You know what I'm saying? We can all. Yes, we can all sit at the table. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Everybody can get a plate. Right. And that's yeah, really what it is. I agree. <laughs> a thousand percent. And, I, and also like with with iRise, we just had a business retreat in October. And when I tell you what's in store <laughs> for 2022, yeah. get on it. Okay. Get on it. Okay. Y'all got some heat okay. coming? We got some heat coming. Okay. Okay. There we <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Hey, looking forward to it. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> be on the lookout for that heat that's coming. All right. Uh, but then, <laughs> well, no, this has been dope. And one of the things that we want to do um, before we like head out, though, for sure, we have a segment, right? That's called Let Me Holler At You. So the Let Me Holler At You segment is a way of kind of like that, that reach back, that, that lifting as you climb moment that, you know, you seeing that young person on campus where you kind of like tap their shoulder, like, hey, let me, you know, let me drop some gems on you. I see you getting involved or, you know, I see you, 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 you out here doing a little too much. Let me kind of help guide you, steer you back correctly, whichever, you know, any, any insight, any wisdom, any big sisterdom that you can drop, you know, on, on um, the folks for tonight or whatnot in terms of just some words of wisdom, some words of advice, all that good stuff. Yeah, I think one was the, you can't pour from an empty cup. So make sure you're pouring into yourself, make sure you take time for yourself and whatever that may be for you. Um, and then my next one is your path is not anyone else's. Your path doesn't look like anyone else. It's not compared to anybody else. Someone could be doing something similar to what you're doing. It's not you. So do it, take advantage of it. That is your lane. It's your passion. Your passion doesn't live in anybody else, but yourself. So when it, when it comes down to it, you have to wake up every day with you. So you shouldn't be trying to mimic someone else. 
you shouldn't be trying to copy or uh, compare to someone else's journey. It's only yours. There we have it. Hey, you've been dropping gems all night. Greatly appreciate it. This is one concentrated gem. So please make sure that y'all mine this gem. Use it, tap into it, access it, all that good stuff. Um, you told the people where they can find you at? Tell them one more time, just because, you know, repetition is key always. Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at irise underscore wellness. That's I rise underscore wellness. Uh, you can also visit us on our website at irisewellness.com. And my name is Leticia. It was wonderful, a pleasure um, to stay connected. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you. Y'all heard her. Definitely make sure you get connected. Again, y'all know where to follow us on all the socials. That's Instagram, that's Twitter, the main socials, right? Instagram, Twitter, at the connect, at T-H-E-C-O-N-N-E-Q-T-P-O-D, the connect pod. You can find us there as well as making sure you tap into us on YouTube. We got, that's where all our video content is uploaded. We're going to get a little bit more active on social media, right? We, we, we got y'all. We coming, we coming with it, right? Just do some little pop-ups and what's ups. Throw out a couple of um, clips and bur blurbs for you all um, just to kind of like whet the appetite before we start rolling and dropping these episodes. Thank you all again for tuning in. Another week, another dope guest. Greatly, greatly appreciate you for your time, for your wisdom. Um, definitely just thank you for answering the call as well, right? sent out the email, no, actually set up the phone call, talked it through, chopped it up a little bit, sent out the email. He was like, I'm down. Um, these dates work better than those days. And I thank you for your flexibility, technical issues and all that too. So thank you again for your time. Greatly, greatly appreciate you. All right, y'all. Till next time. Thank you. Make it happen. All right, this is The Connect. Get connected, baby. Shout out. Y'all take it easy. Thank you for taking another listen to the Connect Podcast. On this week's episode, we had a chance to chat with Miss Leticia Yarbrough about wellness, what it means to take care of yourself, and how you take care of yourself. Be sure to share your thoughts and feedback. Let us know what you think as well. Be sure to check out any episode you missed to this point. We got a few sitting out there, a lot of great content for you guys. Be sure to connect with us on social media also, at the Connect Pod. Once again, that's Instagram and Twitter, at the Connect Pod. Until next episode, get connected. Peace.